0: Is that your testimony this morning? I'll fly away. Can the church say amen? Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the saints say hallelujah? Hallelujah. I'll fly away. Praise the Lord. As, As Job said, I want to go to that land where the wicked will cease from trouble. And my soul will be at rest. Yes, I'll fly away. We bless the name of the Lord today for his goodness and his kindness and his favor in our lives. And thank him for just one more day. Amen. Amen. The day that the Lord has given us. Thank God for Sister Williams leading us in devotion today and for the choir and the musicians and the ushers on the floor and all you who are here today. Pray that you've been blessed by the worship experience already. And pray that what we have to share will be a blessing to you as we look again into God's eternal word. Continuing on our theme, the Christian experience, look at Isaiah 40. Isaiah chapter 40, begin reading at verse 1. Isaiah 40 and verse 1, when you find it, say amen. amen. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1, I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible, and it reads as follows. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her, that her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make straight in the desert a highway for our God every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill brought low the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken for a new testament passage of scripture we'll look again in the gospel of St. John John's gospel chapter 11 we'll begin reading in verse 28 the gospel of St. John chapter 11 we we'll to begin reading in verse 28 when you find it say amen John 11 verse 28 we read and when she had said these things she went her way And secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, she is going to the tomb to weep there then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him she fell down at his feet saying to him Lord if you had been here my brother would not have died therefore when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and he said where have you laid him they said to him Lord come and see Jesus wept then the Jews said see how he loved him And some of them said, Could not this man, who opened the eyes of the blind, also have kept this man from dying? This morning I want to share with us briefly from the subject of the Christian experience. Jesus is reachable. Jesus is reachable. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we adore you. We place no one above you. And we magnify your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for your eternal word reminds us, Lord, that we can call upon you. The prayer song today said, I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. Lord, we thank you that you care for us, Lord. Oh, how we bless your holy name. Thank you for your people today. Bless us, Lord, as we've come to worship you, Lord. We worship you in prayer. We worship you in song. And now we want to worship you in the sharing of your eternal word, Lord. Let your word go forth today that someone might believe that you can be reached, Lord. Reached in a time of need. Bless your people today. Bless me, O servant. That I might share your word and your people might be blessed. If we forever thank you and praise you, Lord, because you've been good to us, Lord. We can't thank you enough for all your goodness and your favor. So, Lord, just bless us today again. For it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject today is the Christian experience. Jesus is reachable. Each time we share from this theme, I hope it calls us to examine our lives how we see ourselves, that we would see ourselves as God's children, God's people. How we treat one another, that we would love our neighbors as ourselves, and how we live before God each day, that we will live honestly before him, that we will be faithful and true. Because the most important word in this theme is the word Christian, because we want to live Christ-like lives every day of our lives, not just on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. or When we show up at our churches. But every day of our lives. I want us to be Christ-like. Living to please God. Living because we know him as our Lord. And our personal Savior. Not because of what Grandmama said. Many, many years ago. But because we accepted him in our own heart. In our own life. Because we know him for ourselves. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus is reachable. We need to know Jesus for ourselves. Because there's going to come a time in your life. When talking to grandma is not going to be enough. You're going to need to talk to Jesus for yourself. I want you to know him for yourself. Know him as your Lord and personal Savior. Know him in the pardon of your sins. That you know that your sins are forgiven. You know that the guilt has been removed. Yes, yesterday was real. But you need to know that the guilt has been removed because you said, Lord, come into my heart. I believe that you are the Son of God, and I know you can forgive me of my sin. See, so you've got to know that for yourself. Me knowing it for myself is not good enough. You need to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. How sad it would be to live around the church all your life and not know Jesus for yourself. You need to know him for yourself. And accept him as your Lord and personal Savior. God has a plan for your life, and we read this passage in Isaiah 40 each time because I want you to know that God has a plan for your life. I want you to see the big picture, to see the vision that God has for everyone. In Isaiah 40 it says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she is received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, God's plan is that your sins be forgiven. See, that's the good news. See, that's, This is the vision of the gospel. The gospel is what? The good news. And the good news is you don't have to be afraid. You can be confident by knowing that God's planning that your sins, your iniquities, the things that you have done wrong and know you did it wrong, will be forgiven because you come to Jesus Christ. The next thing says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, in this journey, you don't have to live in sin all your life. You can start right now living for Christ. You don't have to wait until everything is just right. How many of you know it's hard to get everything just right in your life? To get all your bills paid and have all your friends just right Have everybody that know you and love you. It's hard to have all those things just right in life. But no matter what's going on, you can start living for Jesus today. You can live with him right now and start doing what God wants you to do. You know, Brother Calvin, you know, he's a he's a financial uh, planner and he will tell you, you know, you know, don't wait until you retire to start planning for retirement. Start right now. Because everything ain't going to be just right. And you don't know what the future holds. But if you are holding on to God's unchanging hand, he'll lead you and guide you all the way to heaven. He'll guide you on the glory. So don't wait. Start right now. Living for God. It says every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. See, there's going to be some up times in your life when things go right. But you're going to also have some bad times in life when see, like nothing goes right. When you're up on the mountain, everything is just perfect. You can see everywhere. You're like, wow, everything is beautiful. But then down in the valley, sometimes you can't see anything. But I want you to have Jesus with you on the mountain and have him with you on the, in the valley. It says every valley shall be exalted. In other words, you're going to get out of this. You're going to make it through this one day. Every mountain and hill brought low. Don't think to you so high that you can't be brought down. Don't let the highs keep you too high. Don't let the lows keep you too low. Every valley shall be exalted. And every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places smooth. There will be times in your life where you don't know what to do. The crooked places. You don't know where to turn. Don't know how to get there. How are you going to make it through your, your marriage? How are you going to make it through school? How are you going to deal with this job? How are you going to make it through these things? The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places move. Anybody ever had some hard times? Some of us are going through hard times right now. But if you trust in God, He can make those rough places smooth. And He says, The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And our flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, God has made you a promise. He will help you in your time of need. That song really moved me today. I must tell Jesus. I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. I don't know how long I'm going to be going through it. But I got to tell you about it, Lord, because I can't handle it on my own. And if we tell Jesus about it, he'll bring, us, bring it to pass. He'll bring us out of it and tell you why. The old song says, we're going to understand it better by and by. Temptations, hidden snares often take us unaware. And our hearts are made to bleed for some thoughtless word of deed. And we'll wonder why the test when we try to do our best. But we'll understand it better by and by. The glory of the Lord will be revealed. Our flesh shall see it together for the mouth. Of the Lord has spoken. God made you a promise. He's going to be with you. He said He will never leave you, not forsake you. You know that never gets old. But so that God will never leave you, nor forsake you. He promised to be with us until the end of the age. That's God's promise to you and I. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Let's look at our New Testament passage Scripture in the Gospel of St. John. John chapter 11. And I often say John's Gospel was written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, he was born of a woman, just like all of us, but he was also the Son of God. He came through the Virgin Mary so that we might have a right to the tree of life, so that we could be saved from our sins. We believe that, as it says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's God's plan for your life, that you have eternal life. God didn't intend us to live here and die. Adam and Eve messed that up. But he sent Jesus so that we can have eternal life. Even when these old bodies die, we still have eternal life by believing in the name of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. We have eternal life by faith. And in our today's passage of scripture, we're continuing on this story of when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And our subject is the Christian experience. Jesus is reachable. And as i was preparing for this message, one of the things I, I think about in life is that sometimes we hear people say that God is not real. And if he is real, he's way up in heaven and he don't really care about what's going on down here. But in this lesson today, I want you to know that Jesus is reachable. You can get in touch with Jesus Christ. You can touch God with your your pain, with your troubles, with the burdens you bear. You can touch him and let him know how you really feel. I want you to know that Jesus is reachable. And in this modern day and time, we have so many ways of getting in touch with people. And sometimes you still can't get through to them. You can call them on the cell phone, call them on the house phone, call them on their business phone. And they can just ignore the call. So you send them a text message, and they just ignore that too. But I want you to know that Jesus Christ is reachable. He can be reached with our burdens and our cares and the troubles and the sorrows that we bear. Jesus Christ is reachable. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't touch God. You can't get in touch with Jesus. He don't care about what you're going through because he does care. But sometimes in our life, the things we go through, it seems that Jesus is not reachable. that he's so far away from us. But I want us to look at this passage of scripture today in John 11 to see that Jesus is reachable. And we know that death is something that that, that is very crushing. It brings us down in our spirit. But even in that, I want you to see that Jesus is still reachable. (laughs) Look at John chapter 11. We talked about Mary last time, but today, I'm sorry, we talked about Martha last time, but this time we want to talk about Mary. Mary, uh, Martha's sister, Martha and Lazarus' sister. And the first thing I want us to see is that Jesus is near you. Jesus is near you. Look at John 11 and verse 28. It says, and when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary her sister saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. See, I want you to know that Jesus is near you. Jesus is near you. In other words, when you need to find him, you can find him. you need to call on him, you can call on him. If you need to go to him, you can go to him because Jesus is near you. And it says in the scripture that as soon, I'm sorry, and when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. See, Jesus wants to talk to you. He's not trying to talk to everybody about you. He wants to talk to you. And I want you to know today that he is near you. He wants a personal contact with you. He wants to establish a personal relationship with you. Don't always live your life through other people. You know, you see a lot of parents who have their children in athletics, who are out there playing football or playing little league baseball, and they go out there and they strike out and and they run out the field and make trouble because they're trying to live their life through their little child. But no, you can live this life yourself. You don't have to wait on somebody else's testimony. You can get to know Jesus for yourself. And Martha wanted to tell Mary that Jesus has come to talk to you. In your time of need, in your time of trouble, Jesus is near you. Don't always worry about what he's done for others. That's something that Jesus wants to do that's just for you. Your burdens, your cares, your troubles, Jesus is near you. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 6, a very familiar scripture. Romans 10 and verse 6 says, But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, Jesus is near you. You don't have to make no far trip across the Everglades or across the the pond or across the the ocean to get in touch with Jesus. Jesus is right near you. This scripture says if you just open your mouth and believe in your heart, Jesus can live right inside of you. Jesus is near you. I don't want you to know or to think that God doesn't care about you. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus is reachable. And I want you to know that Jesus is near you right now. In your, even in your darkest moment. Right now. He is near you. Jesus is near you. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus is reachable. The second thing I want to see in this message today is Jesus cares for you. Jesus cares for you. Look at John 11 and verse 31. After uh, Mary goes to meet him, John 11 and verse 31 says, <clears throat> Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then Mary came where Jesus was and saw him. She fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. See, I want you to know that Jesus cares about you. You can have all kinds of friends around you. All your neighbors and family can be there. But it's nothing like getting in touch with Jesus and find out that Jesus cares about you. And I want you to know today that Jesus cares about what we're dealing with. What you have to go through and how you are handling You know, I handle death differently than you may handle death. I may handle trouble differently than you handle trouble. But it's good for me to know that God cares about Darius, how Darius handles it. He knows how much I can take. He knows how much I can bear and he cares about how I feel about it. And I want you to know today that Jesus cares for you. It's good to have friends. Look at how many people. It says the Jews who were with her in the house covered her when they saw Mary rose up quickly, went out following her saying she is going to the tomb. So it was good that she had friends. You know, in a time of bereavement, it's good to know for somebody to call you or send you a card or, you know, as, you know, good black folks, you know, they send you some chicken or some some sweet tea or something. It's good to have that comfort, but it's best to know that Jesus cares. She left all of them behind and we're running to find out where Jesus was. And when she found him, she didn't say, what's up? She bowed down at his feet. Saying, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. So when Jesus heard that and saw her weeping, and saw the Jews weeping, it says, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. See, our troubles trouble Jesus. Our burdens burden Jesus. Our tears make Jesus cry. And I want us to know that today. Don't walk around thinking that religion is just religion. It's just some rules and regulations that the old saints used to follow. I don't want to do that. I want something that's really real. It's really genuine. I want you to know that Jesus is genuine and he cares about your troubles. He groans when you groan. He cries when you cry. He cares when you care. You got to take your troubles to him. And let him know that you care and he cares about you. Look at 1 Peter 5. Verse 5. Very familiar scripture. First Peter <clears throat> Chapter five, <clears throat> and verse five says, "Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders, yes, all of you, be submissive to one another, and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to them humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, he may exalt you in due time." Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. See, you need to know that God cares for you. You don't need to be so so selfish and so high-minded that, to think that you don't need God. You can make it on your own. Or, I'm tough enough to handle it. You know, sometimes the tougher you are, the easier you break. You can walk around here thinking, you tough enough. But something will happen in your life that will be too much for you to handle on your own. And you'll need somebody to be with you, to help you. That somebody is Jesus Christ. He can help you when nobody else will. And he knows you better than anybody else does. He knows that even the number of hairs on your head. He knows your down sitting and your uprising. You can even go to the depths of hell itself. And Jesus said, I'll be there for you. So you need to know that Jesus cares For you. You can cast all your cares upon him. There are things you might not want to tell the pastor. You can tell Jesus. Because he cares for you. Sometimes you can't tell your mom and dad, but you can tell Jesus. Sometimes you might even tell your spouse. But you can tell Jesus. All of your troubles. Cast all your cares upon him. Don't hold it in. See, Mary didn't hold it in. She came to Jesus weeping and crying, and she fell at His feet. As I was studying for this, y'all know the story of the woman—the woman, the, the woman who, who, who washed Jesus' feet with her hair. That's Mary. That's the same woman. And in the study, it said Mary had a had a habit of bowing down at Jesus' feet. She didn't. She didn't have a, a practice of holding back. You know how you like to hold stuff back. You don't want to show you weak or show your your vulnerabilities. But Mary didn't have that trouble. Mary had a habit of taking stuff to Jesus and just letting it all out. And I want to tell Shady there, I want to tell you, let it all out when you tell Jesus. Don't save something for tomorrow or for some special hour. Just go ahead and tell them all about it. Sometimes that's why we bent over in trouble now. Because we don't want to tell Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus is reachable no matter what it is, no matter how bad it is. You might be ashamed to tell me, but don't be ashamed to tell Jesus. Tell him all about it. Tell him all of it. Because he can fix all of it. The scripture tells us historically that Mary was a prostitute. A woman of the street, you might say. But she didn't hide her stuff from Jesus. What about you? You're going to hold on to it and let it drag you down to hell itself? If you don't tell Jesus about it, tell him about it. Don't keep nothing here. Leave it all at the feet of Jesus. He can take care of all of it. I want you to know that Jesus is reachable today. Jesus cares for you. That next verse, in Peter says, for the devil is going about what? As a roaring lion, seeking whom he made about. You know, he would allow the cares and the burdens you have to destroy you. Anybody ever been stressed out? Because you didn't want to talk to nobody about it? It started dragging you down, didn't it? But when you started talking about it, all of a sudden the burden was lifted. The load was lightened. See, the enemy wants to devour you. He don't just want to prick you and say, I, I'll get you tomorrow. No, he's trying to destroy you. And if he can destroy you from the inside out, that's the best fight that he can fight. That means he do not have to go get no weapons to get you. You let your old troubles drag you down. And I don't want us to allow the cares and the burdens that we face in life. To destroy us and destroy ourselves. I want you to be like Mary. Just come run into Jesus. The old son said, send her run to Jesus. He'll save your soul. That's what we need. We need to know that Jesus is reachable. The third thing, the last thing in the scripture today is Jesus wants to hear from you. Jesus wants to hear from you. Look at verse 34. John 11 verse 34 said, and he said, where have you laid him? My God. They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? see we need to understand that Jesus wants to hear from us we know that he knows everything we often have been taught that God is all knowing he knows everything but yet he still wants us to ask him so he asked the question where have you laid him see Lazarus was dead but Lazarus can't come and do nothing I need Jesus wants us to tell him about our troubles But so many times we want to keep it to ourselves and try to fix it on our own. Somewhere in the midnight, we want to do it ourselves. We want to try to pull the whole world together and we ain't got long enough arms to do that. He just want to hear from you and I. So he asked the question, where have you laid him? And what did they do? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Do you want to tell Jesus about your troubles? Do you want him to come and see about you? Why don't you tell him about it? Let him know, let him hear from you to know what's going on with you. And when they said, Lord, come and see, it said the, most, the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. It might be the shortest verse, but it's the most profound verse, because if he ever hear from you, he'll let you know that he cares about you. He'll show you that he cares about you. People say, sometimes I'd rather see you and hear from you and know that you really care by the actions you take. And the action that Jesus took was he wept, he showed that he cared about Mary and Martha's troubles. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob shared a few tears because somebody told him what was going on in their life. And I dare you today to tell Jesus about it. He'll show you that he cares about you. about your needs, about your troubles. You, you and you today, let Jesus hear from you. To let him know, yes, I care about you. Yes, I move in, with compassion. Yes, yes, I even shed tears. Because I care about you that much. So then the Jews said, See? See how much he loved. It? In other words, they could tell that Jesus cared. And I want you to know, as we said every every Sunday from this special scripture, the Bible says, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed in what? All flesh shall see it together. See, the other people saw how much Jesus cared. So let let Jesus show that he cares for you. Tell him about it. Because you might not tell me, but you tell Jesus, he'll fix it for you. And somebody else can help you along the way. To give you the answer you need in life. See that's sometimes why we don't receive help. Because we don't want to tell anybody about it. Help us Holy Ghost. And it says and some of them said could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying. See some of us walk around blind because we don't want to tell nobody. Some of us have things that are dead in our lives because we don't want to tell nobody. But if we would just tell Jesus about it, he can open the blinded eyes and yes, he can even raise the dead. If we will tell the Lord about it. Look at Matthew 7 as we close out today. Matthew 7 and verse 7 says. Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock. And it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be open. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So I want to ask you today. Are you going to tell Jesus about it? Are you going to ask him to help you? Do you know that he is near you right now, waiting, willing, and watching? Do you realize that he does care for you? He wants to hear from you today. I want you to just tell him about it today as we stand together. The Christian experience, Jesus is reachable. Let us stand together.